and welcome to this week's SearchSecurity.com Threat Monitor podcast, where we offer expert advice on the latest information security threats. I'm Billy Hurley. Microsoft has touted Windows Vista as its most secure operating system ever. But if that's the case, why has it already been the subject of several high-profile security problems? As Ed Scotus explains, despite its improvements, Vista's security posture is far from perfect. And now for this week's edition of Threat Monitor. Windows Vista security flaws show progress, not perfection. Written by Ed Scotus. Widely touted by Microsoft executives as the most secure version of Windows ever, Vista has received significant security press in the past six months. Not all of it has been good, as researchers are uncovering flaws in Vista on a regular basis. So is Vista truly a new peak in operating system security? Let's examine some of these flaws and consider their implications. Privileged treatment. In December 2006, proof-of-concept code started floating around the internet that could enable an attacker to escalate privileges from a limited user account to full-blown system-level access by undermining a critical system process called csrss.exe. With earlier versions of Windows, many organizations gave all users local administrator privileges on their systems so they could add printers or install software. However, letting users surf the internet or read email with admin privileges is dangerous so Microsoft designed Vista to have better separation of privileges. Despite Microsoft's best efforts, privilege escalation attacks like this one dodged the increased security. Additional local privilege escalation vulnerabilities were disclosed in February 2007, indicating Vista is likely a fertile hunting ground for this kind of flaw. Flaw or feature? Also in February, security researcher Joanna Rutkowska revealed another Vista security dilemma. One of Vista's main security controls is called User Account Control, or UAC. UAC issues dialog boxes asking the user for permission to do things, such as installing a program. The user can either choose to grant such privileges or not install the program. In detailing the UAC flaw, Rutkowska observed that all application installation programs require administrative privileges to run. So installing even the simplest program, Rutkowska used the example of a Tetris game, requires great privileges. She criticized Microsoft in her blog, since this requirement flies in the face of Vista's purported separation of privileges. Last year, Rutkowska also demonstrated an ingenious method for getting around Vista's requirement for signed device drivers. Giving security the boot. Other security researchers have demonstrated Vista kernel attacks via the boot sector. Ed Scotus explains the nature of such attacks, but first, a word from our sponsor. Want to know which NAC products can lock down your network endpoints? Or which firewalls can secure the application layer? Visit our brand new Integration of Networking and Security School. Using a combination of webcasts, technical tips, podcasts, and quizzes, a top-notch roster of renowned information security instructors will help you learn how to secure the application layer, lock down network endpoints, secure remote offices, and much more. Don't wait. Get an in-depth look at the security-related and networking-related processes affecting enterprise network security. Visit SearchSecurity.com's Integration of Networking and Security School today at SearchSecurity.com slash NETSEC. That's SearchSecurity.com slash NETSEC. When your system starts up, a small program in your BIOS locates your boot device, the hard drive, a CD, a USB device, etc. 
Code from the boot sector runs the OS booting components, which in turn load the kernel. In March 2007, Knighton and Vipin Kumar released a tool called vBootKit that undermines this process. With a bootable CD or USB device, an attacker can load vBootKit before the kernel even comes into play. vBootKit can alter the kernel from within as it loads, making it do all manners of evil things, such as escalating the privileges of processes controlled by the attacker. The current incarnation of vBootKit requires physical access to insert a CD or USB token and doesn't remain after the computer is shut down. In the future, however, similar techniques could be used to alter a hard drive's boot sector, or even to flash to a system's BIOS. That would require no physical access and stay on the system through a reboot, even after a hard drive reformat. And because vBootKit is first, kernel driver code signing requirements don't apply to it. Clouds on the horizon. The folks in Redmond built an amazing array of security features into Vista, including UAC, improved privilege separation, and the code signing protections around the kernel. However, the nearly monthly release of major Vista security issues is cause for concern. Several high-level factors can undermine Microsoft's best efforts. Number one, the threat landscape has shifted in recent years. Criminal attackers are making big money. They have a research and development budget, allowing them to create ever more devious attacks. To keep up with the bad guys, legitimate security researchers are looking at the operating system with increased scrutiny, devising attacks more subtle and elaborate than ever. Number two, attacks like vBootKit show that Microsoft cannot control everything. Even the Vista operating system is dependent on various hardware devices to boot, and these devices could come under the control of an attacker. Number three, complexity is the enemy of security, and boy is Vista complex. Even if Vista represents a major triumph in lowering the number of vulnerabilities per line of code in an operating system, the massive bloat of the software itself means that there likely are still a huge number of undiscovered flaws. Attackers will have a good time over the next several years picking apart mistakes. Given these factors, expect more major Vista security issues. It's probably the most secure Windows ever, but that doesn't seem to be enough to deal with the threats we face today and in the future. That concludes this week's edition of SearchSecurity.com's Threat Monitor podcast. You can also download more of our podcasts by visiting www.searchsecurity.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening.